Good morning, good morning. I'm two minutes late, but hey, I'm here. I made it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes of Talk with the one and only your host, Nina Capone. Today, we are diving into a topic that might sound a bit technical, but it's so relevant in today's digital age, virtual address, virtual mailbox, virtual office, how do they differ, and why you should care. Let's jump right into it. Okay. So as many of you may know, I own a digital mailbox agency, and we usually have some questions about what's the difference or what I can do or what I can't do as far as a customer's concerned. Um, and I think it's something that I just really wanted to touch on. So I wanted to kind of explain the difference and the uses and the laws around it because this is not a fly-by-night type business. It's not a business that you can open up and have and um, kind of not do anything for or to. There's a lot of notarization and legal documentation involved, especially now. Um, After the pandemic, we had a lot of fraudulent accounts that were set up. So now the USPS, because we do work in partnership with the USPS, and they mandate our rules and regulations. Therefore, um, a requirement is that, you know, we, you know, we're considered a commercial um, address for businesses, and they require us to keep what we call a 1583 on file. This form basically gives permission for our organization to act um, as a receiver on your end, um, representative. So you don't, you know, I had a customer come by and say, well, I need a copy of the lease so I can show that this is my address. But I'm like, this is not your address. You're using a virtual mailbox. So using that virtual mailbox, you need to express to whoever you're giving the address to that this is just simply a virtual mailing address that I use. So I don't have to disclose my personal mailing address. Um, we do require that we have that form 1583 notarized and also two forms of ID on file. Without this, we cannot be your receiver. These documents are turned into the USPS um, monthly and, well, every quarter, I'm going to say, so every, about every four months. And they're always updated. These reports are updated. So if you think that you're going to be like, well, I'm not paying it, I'm not dealing with it no more, your your stuff gets canceled out, your mail no longer gets delivered to that location. So what's the difference? Let's first jump into virtual address. So think of a virtual address um, as the most basic level of virtual services. It's pretty much just an address, somewhere where you can have your mail sent, Businesses use it to look more professional, perhaps even uh, register their company. You want to register your company to a professional address, this is something to get a virtual address. Um, And this helps to keep your personal address, your home address private, especially if you're just uh, starting your business and working from home, you don't have a commercial location yet, right? Now, it's not just a fancy version of a P.O. box. Many virtual addresses come with additional features, uh, but at its core. So there's other features that come with it depending on the location. So I'm not going to get into them right now. So another show, another topic. It's a mailing address at a location that you desire. Okay. So that's in short a virtual address. 
So let's get into the virtual mailbox, which I'm 100% familiar with because I run and own a virtual mailbox agency. Think of this as your virtual address with superpowers. So not only do you get um, the fancy address, but now you have an uh, online account. So that's the difference. You have an online account. So each time you get a piece of mail at that location, the front of the envelope is scanned and uploaded to your account. So you can log in and see that you got mail and decide what you want to do next, whether you want to shred it, forward it, um, you want to leave it there and just store it for a while. It, it's up to you. It's mail management for the digital age. And this is great for entrepreneurs or someone who's constantly on the move, moving around a lot, and a virtual mailbox can be a lifesaver. So you don't want the physical mail piling up at your home or your commercial address. This is the perfect solution so you're not missing important documents. Um, everything is online and at your fingertips at all times as we do have a mobile app. And you can just log in and take a look, and if you want it, sent to you wherever you are in the world, it can be sent to you as well. Okay. And now the virtual office. This is where I think a lot of people, this is what they're looking for, but going with a virtual address or a virtual mailbox to suffice. And this is, it's not a good situation. This is not working out for you guys because this is, it doesn't work like that. So let me backtrack before I get into the virtual office. A virtual mailbox, a virtual address, you cannot use that on Google as your physical location. Okay, so a lot of people are trying to list that on Google. It's getting your Google account suspended. It's causing issues um, with these agencies that are running them because we have to report that. We have to report that, hey, this is not, we are not that person's registered agent because we're not registered agents, and this is not their physical location. So. Be mindful if you're getting a virtual mailbox or a virtual address, do not list that as your physical address um, on Google because, yeah, it can cause issues and you can lose your account. Okay, so let's get into the virtual office. This is the Swiss Army knife of the virtual services and all be all. Not only do you get a virtual address and a mailbox, and sometimes even a virtual mailbox, but you often get added perks and features like phone answering services, access to physical meeting rooms, or even co-working spaces. Essentially, it's a blend of physical and digital services that cater to businesses who don't need a full-time physical office, but need an actual office and still want to be, you know, still want all the perks. This is perfect for those who are looking to say, hey, I have an office at this location. This is where you have your physical location listed it's okay to do it here at the virtual office. But keep in mind, virtual office means you can go into that space and use it and see clients there. That's how you determine if this is what you need. Um, most virtual mailboxes and virtual, um, yeah, virtual mailboxes, it's a no. And virtual addresses, it's a no for them. Like, you cannot do that. Okay, so... That's that's the difference. Um, so let's say you, you're a startup founder, you got it remote teams across the world, but you still need a base, a home base, right? Virtual offices can be that middle ground for you, professional storefront or professional front without the heavy costs. So you may pay $98. They are a little more costly than a virtual mailbox or a virtual um, 
address because you are paying for a physical location. Even though you're not using it every day, you are paying for the use of that physical location and for that address and that look and being able to list it as a physical address. So now that we define them all, why does any of this matter to you? Okay, so we are going through all kinds of stuff right now, right? The world rapidly changing with remote work, digital nomads, uh, businesses looking to expand uh, without expanding their overhead. Uh, these services are look, truly a godsend, seriously. Um, they allow flexibility, mobility, and a level of professionalism previously reserved for bigger businesses. So you, you have this at your whim, but you need to use it correctly. Um, like I said, there's a lot of people who are not researching. They're choosing a virtual address. They're listing that address. This is this has caused so many red flags. So now our industry is being mandated to collect a lot of additional information, making it harder for people to obtain these services. So be mindful. Make sure you read and research what you're getting yourself into so you do not lose out because the last thing you want to have to do is go public with an address that you shouldn't be going public with, risking losing or being sued, okay? Choosing between them really boils down to what your needs are. If you just need an address, a virtual address will suffice. It's easy, simple. I just get it. I just need an address. I need an address to put one of these documents. Um, if you're handling lots of mail and you're traveling a lot, a virtual mailbox is your best bet because you can actually see the mail. So a virtual address, you may not be able to see the mail, but a virtual mailbox, you can actually log in, see what came in, and determine how you want to handle it from there. And if you need the full suite of services and you want to go public and say, this is my address, hey, I meet my clients here, you can come over and sit down, we can have coffee, uh, discuss business, what have you, what have you. Um, with access to a physical space and additional services like virtual offices, who, virtual receptionists who answer your calls and things like that, that's your virtual office. And I recommend that you go with that one. As again, it's lower overhead than having an actual commercial space, but hey, it works. Nonetheless, that's the main takeaway. Moving towards a world where work and business become more decentralized, these services aren't just a luxury, they're becoming a necessity. They provide a bridge between the physical and digital world, okay? So, for those of you thinking about starting a business, moving, or even just looking for a way to manage your mail better, remember these options. Be mindful to research, ask questions. You can always give me a call. Um, I'll be more than happy to explain and help you make your decision. Um, what may be the best solution for you? With that being said, it's a wrap for today's episode of 10 Minutes to Talk with your girl, Nina Capone. Remember, it's not about where you are, but how you manage and present yourself in the ever-evolving digital landscape. Thanks for turning, tuning in to 10 Minutes to Talk with your girl, Nina Capone. Until next time, I'll see you all on the other side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.